We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, before we get going in today's episode, we have to talk about our title sponsor. They're the absolute goats, Emprise Bank, AB. Again, when's the last time you've been to a bank? It's probably been a while, right? It's been so long. It's just, it's not even worth my time to have to go into a bank and talk to people and see people in this day and age, Ryan. Did you have the mustache before, like the last time you went to a bank, did you have the mustache or has it been that long? I don't think so. So sometimes I got to like deposit my work checks. Sometimes I don't. And like, but I'm never like going into the bank. If I'm doing anything, it's just throwing the ATM, maybe doing the little tube slide thing. But yeah, you know, it's all, it's all about the mobile app. It's all about the online banking experience. It's all about the customer service. And that's where Emprise Bank absolutely kills it. They go above and beyond anyone you can find out there. So hit up Emprise Bank, go check them out. They are member FDIC and they are the title sponsor of the Ain't No Seeds podcast. So as always, we appreciate them. But all right, AB, let's get into a little episode here. Uh, here's the agenda. You know, we've struggled, uh, by the way, before we get going, well, one, I, I said it in the ad read, your mustache looks incredible. For those not watching on YouTube, go give it a YouTube uh Go give it a view and just check out AB's mustache. And if you're not into the mustache, come check out the amount of old school baby J or old school Jayhawk I have going on. I finally got the hat, the hat I've been begging for on Twitter. So we're in business. So mustache hat, it's an elite start to the pod. It's, it is great. It's like a, it's like another ad read. It feels like that we're doing right now for my facial hair and your clothing. But you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. It's a great look. For yeah. both of us, if I would say so myself. It's probably overkill on the bird, but whatever. I had to I had to pull it out. So all right. Here's the agenda. We want to we obviously want to recap NBA draft. Uh I think it it went about as good as we could have hoped for our guys, and we'll talk a little more about that. And then we've been thinking like what can we talk about in the offseason? It's always tough. It's tough to come up with things to talk about um in the summer. And so we decided, hey, 
what are some old storylines that we used to love talking about uh, back in the day during the dog days of summer where not much going on in KU basketball? Could be KU football, but I think most of our storylines will be KU basketball, but we'll see. Um, what are some old classic storylines that we've we remember we loved? So we're going to draft those later in the episode. We're each going to make our top four picks, and we're going to see who comes up with a better uh, list of storylines. But before we get into that, let's talk NBA draft. Obviously, I think the expectation going into the draft was, can Ochai be a lottery pick? That was the whole storyline was he came back, he proved himself, was best player in the Big 12, one of the best players in the country, wins the national title, MOP. The whole story was like, look how much money this guy made him. He can go lottery. I had concerns that he would slip. It feels like, I don't know about you, A.B., but doesn't it always feel like the older guys kind of just slowly start to slip down draft boards as things get closer? Maybe it's like a uh, a European guy gets gets hot and people love him, and so you see a guy like Oates slip down to maybe 17, 18, 19, 20. Like, were you, were you pumped to see – did you expect Oates to go about where he went, and uh, how would you feel about it? I, I honestly didn't know where I thought he'd go, but to your point about the older guys dropping – that always blows my mind that like NBA, it's NBA guys job, these scouts, these execs to like make decisions on basketball and they can't get it through their head that a 22 year old for some reason can't improve whatsoever. But an 18, 19 year old has all the room for growth in the world. And it just doesn't add up to me. Like, yeah. and I think Gary Parrish said this, it might've been Norlander, but like any superstar in the NBA right now, LeBron James, for example, like LeBron's better right now. He's had better years in his past than his like early thirties, later twenties. He's yeah. better then than he was at twenty-two. Like guys mm. just get better regardless. So I get you want a guy that's younger, you might have him, you know. But even then, small market teams, teams that suck, you're not going to re-sign these guys anyway. So yeah. like by the time they're twenty-two, twenty-three, you're just going to lose them. Um, so that's just my little rants on older guys it is funny the they act like they act like guys like ochai are like 27 years old yeah like, like he's got overseas. one contract left yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like okay yeah he's three years older but is also gonna be a way better locker room guy gonna be more mature gonna be more ready for this type of lifestyle like i don't know i uh i agree i've always thought that too i'm trying to think of guys in the past that have like slipped where it was kind of like really like I don't know, maybe like even like a Dame Lillard kind of comes to mind. Like he had been in college a while and I'm sure if Dame Lillard goes to college for one year and has the year he had when he left uh, Weber state or whatever, he probably doesn't drop to six, seven, eight, wherever he went. But the fact that he was older, he drops and they take some guys that were absolutely trash in front of him. Not going to mention uh, the KU guy they took in front of him, but Steph uh, too. I mean, Steph was <laughs> in college for three years and he went seven. Yeah. Braden tweeted that picture of the big board the other day crazy and i mean it it happens all the time but it's just like i said blows my mind that at 22 years old you're at your ceiling and you can't get any better when honestly you're playing for a guy like bill self for four years and you're in that kind of situation for four years that's like that's going to teach you more about an nba locker room than playing the aau circuit or playing in the g league or whatever it is like yeah absolutely yeah i mean and so so obviously Ochai, he goes lottery, he goes to Cleveland, which I mean, you see that name pop up and you're not thrilled by it. Like it's it's not it's not flashy. You don't love to hear someone going to play in Cleveland um, unless LeBron's on the roster, as you know. Um, but 
I don't know. How do you feel about that roster? How do you feel about Ocha? I mean, they've got some good dudes. Darius Garland was an all-star. Um, I don't I don't think Colin Sexton's really worked out. I actually think they're going to end up like getting rid of him. But I don't know. They've got some young talent over there. Evan Mobley, was he rookie mm-hmm. of the year? I'm not sure. I know he's hurt there for a minute, but... Or he was incredibly defensively. I don't know. Mobley he was, he was, was awesome. Yeah, everyone yeah. thinks he's going to be sing. Don't they have Jared Allen, too? Or am yeah. I, like, years behind? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think of the fit for Ochai? Do you like it? Is it just kind of like, eh, what? Like, I don't know. I don't have any major hot takes about it like I would have been if he went to, like, Sacramento or somewhere where we just routinely see guys fail. I think it could be good. I think they've got kind of a young, exciting team that, I think wants to win. It's not like they're in full tank mode. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, as a fan of the bulls, they're in like the same situation as far as where they're going to finish the year. They're going to be probably a bottom four seed playoff team. Yeah. Um, you know, have exciting regular season games, feel like they're in the mix and then have no shot to win a championship. So you're not going to see him have like an Andrew Wiggins in the finals performance anytime soon, but like he's going to be playing important basketball games. Like, like yeah, you said it's better that he ended up there than the Kings or the Magic or something like that, where he's just never going to be heard of again. So uh, you know, it could, what I it could definitely be worse. You know, what I can't believe freaking Kevin Love is still on the Cavaliers. It's bananas, and like, he was like, he was sick too. He was kind of good last year. Yeah, and like I don't know, it just feels like he should be way gone. Like LeBron's gone, Kyrie's gone. Like he, I don't know from that championship team how many guys are left. Like, is he the only one? He might be, and it's not even just that he's still there. It's like everything that's happened since then. Do you remember, this is like years ago at this point, but when he was on the court and they were so bad, and he was just like refusing to play pretty much. Like you're just staying like corner. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I feel like when that kind of stuff happens, especially in the NBA, when guys have so much say on where they go or when they go, that he's like years later still on that roster and like playing somewhat well, making yeah. $50 million a year, whatever he's making. Shout out. I mean, I like Kevin Love. He's, he's money. Good dude. Yeah. So quick little look at their roster. So obviously I said Darius Garland. He's an all-star. Great point guard. Uh, Karis Levert, who I forgot about. Mm-hmm. They got him in that trade. He's solid. I think he battles injuries. But, I mean, I think he'll be probably competing with Ochai for minutes there. Uh, Evan Mobley, we mentioned. Kevin Love. Jared Allen. So a lot of good bigs. Your boy, Lori Markinen. Oh, my God. Speaking of guys, I can't believe are still in the league. And then they took Isaac Okora from Auburn last year, I think, in this draft pretty early. So I don't know. I mean, know nothing about how he did his first year. But what I'm getting at is, like, I look at this team, and it's like there's no reason Ochai can't step in and immediately be a significant impact type player, which I think, I mean, based on just the makeup of this roster, they have to be expecting that. Like, I don't think they're they're planning on Ochai – taken a few years to get going like i think they want him to step in and be a a threat from day one yeah i think that's why it's a decent pick for them too because like their core right now are all about ochai's age anyways just because when they left for the draft and everything so i mean they're ready to compete now and like i said before at least you know he's gonna be playing somewhat meaningful games and hopefully see a lot of playing time you don't take a guy in the lottery to bench him for you know two or three years you don't take him as a project pick especially you know i know we made fun of it but you don't (laughs) take a senior out of college as a project so He'll play, he'll get his chance, and hopefully he takes advantage of it. The worst part for Ochai is he has to play with not only Evan Mobley, but he has to play with Isaiah Mobley, which they're brothers, and I'm sure the PTSD from that 
30-point loss in the second round of them two years ago. I mean, probably helps that he won an Addy and can just be like, hey, congrats on beating me by 30, but uh, take a look at my title ring here. But mm-hmm. still, that's tough. You don't want to see did, that. Did they draft Isaiah or did he sign undrafted? Uh, I want to say, God, did he really get drafted? Didn't seem like a guy that would get drafted, but maybe not. I mean, smart. Keep your, keep your young star happy. Like, mm-hmm. Good move by them. I'm trying to look up here how much money Ochai got. I think it's three it's point like three. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at that chart the other day because uh, shouts to blame Cole, but he texted me and a couple other guys and asked if there was like a contract difference between like lottery and not lottery because Ochai, I think his his Vegas line was 14 and a half going into the night, so he's yeah. right on the border. Um, but I, I don't think there really was. It was right around three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, him. It's we've said this, but like him going from probably not getting drafted last year to now making three million a year for the next three, four years for sure is just incredible. And we got to talk about our next guy, the guy that really made himself some money that I didn't expect him to to go as high as he did. And it's funny because we all speculated, you know, should he come back? Should he stay if he comes back? He could have an Oach type year. Turns out that was so stupid. Like Mm -hmm. Christian Brown goes 21 to Denver. I said right when they drafted, like that's just when I say Cleveland wasn't flashy, like Denver, like that's just a fun place to get drafted by. Fun team, fun city, like team that's in the playoffs, team that has the MVP, which people forget Embiid was robbed. Um, But Either way, like Denver, I think is such a good fit for him and such just a good fit for his personality. And like, I think that fan base is going to love him. And I don't know. I was shocked at him going 21. Maybe I was just being a pessimist. I thought Oach might drop a little bit. And I thought CB could drop to second round, but clearly we were wrong. Complete opposite. Like people loved CB. He, and that's probably why he didn't even wait till the end to stay in the draft. He made it pretty clear he was ready to roll. Um, I don't know. Were you shocked by him going that early? I was in the moment, and then I kind of started thinking about it. And the NBA loves long guys that can shoot and play defense and are athletic, and that's like Christian Brown to a T. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously, if he came back, he would have been probably a lottery pick now that we see where he was yeah. <clears throat> this year. But, I mean, yeah, 21, I was not expecting that. If he was first round, I would have thought, like, you know, 27 through 30 or whatever. Um, yeah. And also, Shouts gets that guaranteed contract. Which yeah, I mean, I don't think second rounders get right. No, and he's getting yeah. like he's making two million plus a year. Like mm-hmm. even if he does come back and he goes lotto, like yeah, he makes a little more money, but you also there's you throw on so many risks there. So like you play for you a much worse team. Yeah, like I just love when you see. I feel like the last like three or four NBA decisions that have been made by KU guys have just been no-brainer correct decisions. Like, Ochai coming back last year, paid off. It was the smartest decision he's ever made in his life. CB decides to stay in the draft. I think it will go down as a great decision because I I legit – he's not going to be a star, I don't think, but I think he's just going to be that guy that's playing minutes in big games for a Nuggets team just because he's going to do all those things. Like, he's going to guard. He's going to play good defense. He's going to he's gonna get up and down the court. He's going to – be surrounded by Jokic or Jokic and uh, Jesus Christ, I'm forgetting his name, but either way, he's gonna or Porter's out there, yeah, Murray, and 
like those are going to be the guys. And then CB's just going to kind of hang out there and get a bunch of open looks. And like, I think CB is best suited not to be a creator, not to be a guy that has to go get his own bucket. But if you just let CB run with you and blend into the office offense and get open shots, he's going to be so good. And so him go, him staying was perfect decision. And then Jalen, I think staying at KU is going to end up being a really good decision for him. So it's like, I don't know if, if that's a KU thing. I don't know if our guys are just getting the right feedback, but like, it feels like lately dudes are just making the right call and you love to see kids that are making the most important decision of their life, make the right one. So are you, I mean, if I had to tell you right now, like what do you see CB's career looking like? Like, is he a role player on a bunch of different teams or is he like a Denver lifer that eventually gets a pretty big contract and is a consistent starter? Or like, what do you see happening with CB? Um, my fr- And I know we hate this guy, but my initial thought was like Grayson Allen in the NBA, which like sneaky is pretty like he's a solid role player. He's an asshole a lot, but yeah. I'm sure non-KU fans probably feel the same about Christian. Dude. So, uh. CB um, a lot of technical fouls during his pro yeah. career. Um, I don't know. That's so hard to tell with the player move in the NBA, but Denver is not really a team that makes a lot of splashy trades or anything. So, I mean, I'm sure he'll be there for his whole first contract. And yeah. from there, who knows? Jokic is still there and they're still competing and he's been a solid role player. You know, he might resign. Yeah. He might play so well in a playoff series that he gets Jalen Brunson numbers and goes gets a huge contract and goes somewhere else. So I, I have no idea, but... I, I think he's definitely going to be a role player. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's like doke and, you know, doesn't, you know, can't get off the bench and can't stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, the second I saw him go to de- like, I don't know. I just randomly got this feeling that like Christian Brown's going to make so much money in the league, like a guy that's just going to be around. It may be jumping to different teams, but he's just always going to have a spot just because he does those things that you can't get out of every player. So, and he's just Jokic, kind of, just, he, Jokic yeah. is perfect for him. I mean, yeah. it's just, the way that guy can pass from the post is just going to open up space. It already does for other people on that team, but yeah, like you said earlier, just camp out in the corner around the wing. He can he's going to get a lot of shots. Yeah, and I mean, CB, you got to have a guy like CB that's just willing to talk shit at all times. Like you got to have that guy on the bench, and he's he's going to be there. Like I feel like every team's got kind of their go to shit talker, and it'll be kind of funny to see CB being that guy because I don't think he really. I don't know. It's he. When he talks shit, it kind of makes you laugh because he's just this this little white guy from Kansas, but you love it. So, all right, you got any other takes on Ochai, CB, NBA draft, Bulls? What did you think of the Bulls? I was very confused. Uh, the last thing they needed was another, like, point guard or guard. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I texted you at that day. I was like, I'd love, I kind of like if Ochai dropped to the Bulls, but then I was like, I look at their roster and I was like, wait, they're not taking a guard. Then they did. Yeah. And when I, when they first made the pick, I thought they were going to trade because there had been those Rudy Gobert rumors going around and yeah. Miles Turner rumors and this and that. And it's just because they desperately need a center. And I think they want to move off of Vooch. But yeah. now it's like it's completely flipped to where they're just going to ride with Dale and Terry and they're going to, keep Vooch and then they say they want a big that's going to compliment Vooch which means some ninth man you know Tony Bradley just exercises the option maybe that could be him but they're going nowhere I mean they they they're going to be fun but they're not gonna I mean compete for it's kind of like the worst spot to be right you know you can't win a title 
Yeah, but you're also not going to get any high draft picks for a while, so it's just like I don't know. I get if you can if you can get in the playoffs, at least you get some fun playoff series. But like if you're like barely missing the playoffs every year, that's just a terrible yeah. spot to be. And like my dream was when they got Karnasovas from Denver to be their uh, president of basketball. I was like, oh shit, that's perfect. The dude that drafted Jokic, you know, when Jokic's deals up, they just bring him in, slide him right in. Yeah. Perfect. Have the MVP, you know, Lonzo, Zach around them. And now it's just like Jokic has already publicly said he's going to resign with Denver and Giannis <laughs> resigned. Those dreams are gone. Like it's just there's nothing. The the, the <laughs> only hope is they they trade every everything for KD and then KD probably hurts his Achilles for the 19th time. And it's just like they're going nowhere. They're they're just they have nothing. There's nothing they can do to I love know. that you just talked about Giannis, Jokic, and KD going to the Bulls. Uh, one of them still possible, so cross your <laughs> fingers. All right. Well, that's it for NBA recap. We, I mean, shouts to Oates, shouts to CB. Those dudes got paid, and I think they're both in good spots and obviously excited to see. Just um, one other thing on this Well, before we switch over to storylines. Um, I We never really seriously talked about the possibility of this, but like – now that everything's unfolded the way it has, and it probably unfolded the way it always was always was going to, but is there any like thought in your mind that's surprising that Dave didn't really consider it more to come back? Like maybe he's just done with college, go out on top. You know, he had a roller coaster ride in Lawrence, but like, you know, do you know how much money that dude could make if he yeah. came back with the NIL? And like, I bet he can make more money doing that than anywhere he's going to play overseas, G League, you know, whatever it may be. And I made this point back when we kind of talked about it before he announced, but like next season would have been, and I'm not saying he made the wrong, like sometimes yeah. you're just, he spent four years in college. He won a natty, like go, go live your life. Like people are just ready to move on sometimes. But like, I think he could have had one of the most just fun, relaxing seasons ever. Now KU fans are psycho. So maybe not, but like, I think the honeymoon phase is a good phase after a national title. I think I think Dave would have had enough love built up from that final four that he had to just play freely with not a ton of expectations. I mean, he would have had expectations, but it like I don't know. Like I just think he could have had so much fun and could have been a, spent a year being just a true fan favorite national like it's Jalen's kind of going to Jalen and DeWan are kind of going to get to live that life. Like, it's not very – you don't see starters come back from national title teams very often. And you certainly don't see starters come back from – like, he was the best player in the Final Four. So, like, if he would have been the best player in the Final Four that returns, he's a family – or he's a fan favorite. He's making NIL money. He's getting – he's the most popular guy on campus. So – I don't know. You compare that to where he's probably going to end up and he's going to be, I don't know, he's going to be G League or uh, overseas or maybe he makes a roster. I don't know. And still, he's getting paid to play basketball. Like, he's fine. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know if he expected to get drafted or not. I don't think anyone really thought he would. I I saw that after the draft, he kind of said, like, you know, it was kind of like he made some short posts that, Basically, it was like, bet, like, I see the the disrespect or it motivates me, blah, blah, blah. So maybe he did expect to get, get drafted, but either way, Dave's going to be fine. He's a legend forever, and maybe it's maybe it's better that he didn't come back and risk tarnishing any sort of legacy by, like, not having a good year or something. But it 
it will be something I always think about, especially if we like struggle to get production at the five next year, which is definitely a big concern in my eyes. But yeah, I don't know. And I don't really imagine how much you would have to do to tarnish his like natty resume. Like, I know. I mean, Sharon and Cole lost to Northern Iowa as the number one overall seed. And I mean, people remember that game, but not even as close to a mountain as like people remember the national title. And they weren't like potential final four most outstanding player kind of guys. But I mean, mean, they're both on my team. They both had huge moments in those games. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't blame him. I'm kind of sad. I would have loved to see the Dave, Dave uh, just championship tour all season, but. Uh, it was just never like really considered. Like I know we brought it up a couple times, but it never actually felt like there was a chance. It was always more of like a what if Dave actually came back. Yeah. It's just so. weird. Like it's yeah, it, it's weird, but I think guys get to college, they say I'm gonna play four years max, and then they move on. Like that's that's how college is supposed to work. So mm-hmm. uh don't blame him. But all right, let's get into before we get into the KU offseason storylines, uh We're going to do a quick ad break and we'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, so let's get into it. We said at the beginning of the show we had no clue what to talk about. It's the just summer off season when it comes to college basketball. It's as dead as it gets when you outside of NBA draft, which we've done. So uh, we decided let's look back on let's let's turn the clock back. Let's look back in history. What are some of the funniest or craziest or happiest or most sad storylines 
in KU basketball or football or whatever history. Um, so yeah, we're just going to recap. Hopefully we'll, we'll, I hope you have some things I hadn't even thought about. And I hope I have some things you didn't think about. Cause it'll just bring up funny memories. Cause I know we've had some all time group message moments during off season storylines. Like it just, nothing gets you going crazier when there's just nothing going on and you're fixated on some random storyline um, message boards, Twitter, like it just always causes good, good content. So uh, AB, you requested the first pick. I will allow mm-hmm. you to have the first pick. Are we doing a snake draft? Uh, yeah, we can do a snake. That's fine. I don't care either way. So uh, let, me, let me clear one thing up though, because we're we're naming this the off season storylines. But my only question, as you said, could be basketball, could be football. Um, <laughs> th- I mean, there are some times where they don't overlap. Like if you were to do a football one that happened in say December or January. Uh, yeah. but like I say, like summer storylines, spring and yeah. summer storylines. Yeah, yeah, like, that's that's what I'm thinking. Spring, like summer, post NCAA tournament, April to September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. October, whatever, maybe. Okay. Yep. All, All right. right, number one overall. Yep. Uh, this one's easy for me. This is the time that I felt most connected to KU basketball. Uh, this is my senior year of high school. I know you were connected to it because you were already there. This is uh this comes on I think it was May fourteenth, two thousand thirteen. Andrew Wiggins commits to KU, um, and I tied in the whole class was sick with Joe and Wayne Selden and Frank Camp, who we were pumped about. And there, I, I'll never forget. There's like a twenty minute video compilation of all six guys that committed on YouTube, and it's yeah. like highlights of all their highs. It's so sick. I watched one hundred and fifty two times over that summer. But Wiggins committing when Wiggins was in high school, like. I know people like to call prospects the next huge thing. Wiggins was like the hype seemed even higher for him. Maple yeah. Jordan, like he was the guy. He was the prospect, the recruit. Like everyone wanted him. And like I remember the night before it happened, there was that video that came out of the Harrison twins saying like "fuck Andrew Wiggins," and all this was happening. And then like the next day, he commits on one of the last days of school. It was just kind of unexpected, but you were hoping for the best. And then it happened and you're like, all right, we're full send. I'm going to KU for this year with Wiggins and Embiid and all this. It just is very close to me. Number one yeah. overall pick, Wiggins commits to KU. I love it. It was number two on my board. Uh, great pick. I mean, you said like the Andrew Wiggins mixtape, like I can still like the instrumental is mm-hmm. burned into my head of like, it's probably not even close to that but like you know what i'm singing right now just the dude jumped like you'd never seen someone jump and then when you started to think holy shit this guy's gonna be doing this in allen Fieldhouse," like it was an all-time just surreal moment like ku we get big time recruits but we don't get generational type mm-hmm. i don't know like it's been a while since like we didn't get a I'm trying to think who who was similar. It'd be it would have been like a freaking LeBron committed and went to KU. Maybe that's a little aggressive, but like you say that, but like in the moment, it wasn't that crazy. Yeah, no, like, it that's wasn't. how big of a deal Wiggins was. If you guys are younger and don't really remember it, like Wiggins was like top class prospect. Like it and was I, insane the hype he was getting. I remember we I was in the dorms at KU my freshman year and. uh we just like it was like we just went like everyone just went nuts like this it was just a simple tweet you remember that guy his name was grant yeah, i don't even I sure do some grant guy trailer. named 
Grant Trailer got a yeah. for like 24 hours because of Andrew Wiggins gained like a massive Twitter following, and you just like you woke like I remember I I woke up really I probably skipped class. I think I woke up super late because it was like a late morning announcement, and just like roll over, open Twitter. As I'm opening Twitter, dudes on my dorm floor are running into my room to be like, holy shit, we got Wiggins. And I just open my phone, and there's the Grant trailer tweet. We all go nuts, run up and down. Like, just a stunning moment. Like, because it just felt – he was Florida State bound. That's where his family went. And if he wasn't Florida State, he was Kentucky. Like, it was just – KU never had that much smoke, and Wiggins just shocks the world and picks KU. Like, it was just a great, great – moment that I will legitimately remember forever. And I love the more that Wiggins does in the NBA, the better it gets because now like in 20 years, if we can at least say like, yeah, so Andrew Wiggins was the top prospect and yeah, he didn't end up being LeBron, but he's an NBA champion. Now he was the second, third best player on a championship team. So it's like, he didn't live up to what the expectations were, but like people are going to know who Andrew Wiggins was forever. So this story will, will hold true. It's, it's not really like a, some other recruits we may have on the list that I won't say. Um, but yeah, great pick. Uh, I don't know if it would have went number one, and I think you're going to think my number one pick is controversial. Uh, but it was just a no-brainer, and I don't, I didn't do it as much because of uh, like what, what we and you necessarily participated in and lived it, but I kind of thought like, I wanted to bring it up so we could talk about what it would be like today. And so my number one was Roy Williams loses the national championship game and goes to freaking North Carolina. And now KU fresh off two final fours with an entire starting lineup, practically coming back is looking for a coach. Like, can you imagine if in 2012, or I don't know. That's the perfect example. 2012, we lose to Kentucky. And then Bill's like, yeah, maybe. And then Calipari goes, or I don't know, or, or Bill leaves and goes to like Duke. Like, can you imagine how that would have been and how Twitter would have been? And I know just based on, even when I was a kid, I remember how much of a dumpster fire it was. People were so mad and at the time i didn't even realize the magnitude of how insane it was that one of the top three coaches in the country left a top three job in the country for another top three job like insane like that is an insane Mm storyline i don't remember a whole hell of a lot from it just because of our age and everything but one thing i do remember is i was like i had like a doctor's appointment and my dad you know we're walking out to the car we get in the car and sports radio is on and all of a sudden i hear the voice of like a childhood friend's mom on the line calling into sports radio like freaking out about roy leaving and it was a i mean it was a disaster and like you said if it happened now with twitter and with us being older who the fuck knows what would happen I mean, we, would, we be, would be i mean think out. of us during ku football coach coaching searches imagine uh, imagine us during a ku basketball coaching search which like the kansas basketball program determines like 40% of my life happiness. So like, Hey, a coaching search would be very important. And so to think back, I mean, we threw out Tom Crean, we threw out Joe holiday, Mike Bray. Mike Bray. I mean, 
could have gone so much worse. I can't even, I should have looked up other names we were looking at. There's some hilarious. Oh, uh, Ernie Kent from Oregon. Can you imagine Ernie Kent? Is that his name? Name's was our head 2020. <laughs> What's our head coach? Ernie Kent. Oh, man. So, yeah, just a insane storyline. I mean, the fact that Roy turns them down in 2000. People think that's over with. They got Doherty, and now they're move on. Doherty stinks, and then three years later, it's all happening again. Fresh off, coming a couple missed three pointers away from and free throws of uh, winning a national title. So it's like just just nuts to think about. So, like we said, wasn't we weren't necessarily that actively involved, except for I do remember some. Like I remember my dad didn't want Bill Self because uh, he didn't like the style Bill Self teams played, <laughs> which that was a big take. You go from fast run and gun Roy to and now Bill's adapted. But like Bill, when he came over to from Illinois, was like a hard nose, walk the ball up the court. You know, we saw it. Like just try and get easy buckets inside that high low like that was just so different from Roy so people were like melting down and I don't blame him I would have been too so luckily we didn't go the Duke North Carolina route which I know North Carolina looking good right now but like just hiring an assistant coach is so lame to me so we'll see how those work out not convinced it's going to be that good for either of them but we'll see great great pick yeah, it was number two on my list um yeah uh, one thing I will say just on that note is what if Mizzou would have hired Bill Self uh, a couple years before we got him? Just how much changes that little butterfly effect? Because, like, as much as we'd like to think he'd leave Mizzou to go to KU just because the job's so much better, like, he's probably not. Just not after of, a year. Because right. he, he was going to go to Mizzou a year earlier, right? So It was either a year earlier or a couple years, years earlier. Was it when yeah. Snyder left or was it when Snyder came in? They hired Snyder Quinn Snyder in. instead. From so, Duke, yeah. yeah. So, it would have been 02 or 0, yeah, probably. I can yeah. look it up. Maybe 01, yeah, maybe 01. It was around yeah. the same time. Um, but, yeah, just like a crazy butterfly effect that, like, yeah. what else happens. Um, I was trying to look this up, and my voice memo started typing in everything I said, which was really <laughs> weird to see him, like, on my phone. Um, but, yeah, just kind of bizarre. I always wonder where we'd be if uh, – you know, one little thing went differently. But. If Ernie Kent led the the Kansas Jayhawks for the last twenty years, um, is is Mike Bray the clear number two? If we wouldn't have gone with Bill, based on how Tom Crean's been and how, uh, I think for a while you could have made the argument that Crean would have been fine, but boy, does Crean stink! Like he has been so bad since. Uh, what, if I, what if I told you uh, Quinn Snyder went to Missouri in nineteen ninety nine? God, so. They were interested in Bill before he even went to Illinois. I guess I, I forget Which that makes a lot of, of sense. Illinois yeah. is like probably a better job. but So that story, honestly, it's probably unfair to Missouri uh, fans for us to be like, oh, they passed on Bill Self. Yeah, they passed on Bill Self before <laughs> he had even. Self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll cut that out and we'll continue to pretend that they passed on elite Bill Self. But, but what uh, happens is he goes to – if he goes to Mizzou, then he probably ends up at Oklahoma State, right? Oh, You're not I, having that band-aid rip-off rivalry, and then when Sutton retires, he goes there. Oklahoma State or, like, 100% NBA. Like, I, I think yeah, yeah. I think when you're at a school like Missouri that – no offense, Tucker, if you're listening, our, our producer. Like, if you're – I don't think you're turning down many NBA jobs to stay at Missouri. But, 
you he probably has turned down some conversations because he thinks he's had the best job in the country. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, I guess snake. Let's not do snake. You go ahead. Just go you back go and ahead. forth. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad we did that because I think there is like a pretty clear top three. Um, and I'm going Brandon Rushney like that. Ooh. And obviously, I don't know if you want to look at it from in the moment when it happened or like looking back on it, but like we don't win an Addy if Brandon Rush's knee is healthy through NBA workouts or whatever he did to it. But like no. him tearing his ACL in the off season, deciding to come back, playing on it in the winter next spring leads us to a title. First one in our lifetimes. Um, you know, if, if Chalmers doesn't hit that shot and we still win the game, like if the game championship game just unfolds differently, Rush is probably the tournament most valuable player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's not really more to say on that for me, but it I'll is, take Brandon Rush at three. You talk, uh, back. you talk butterfly effect type things. It's like, I mean, that team goes from returning their top four players or top four, four of their top five players to all of a sudden losing their two best players. Like they're mm-hmm. down Julian Wright and they're down Brandon Rush, who were pretty, I think, clearly the two best players in 07. So. Yeah, you go from national title ex- expectations to probably, I mean, who knows what happens. Like, who jumps in to the starting role? Do you end up starting Sharon, Russ, Rob, Chalmers at the three with Darrell Arthur and Darnell Jack? Like, I don't know. Like, is Roderick Stewart starting? Mm. I could see Bill doing something like that for a senior. Like, I don't know. Maybe they tell Darrell the, to play a three and then. Yeah, you didn't have transfer really portal back then. So it's like you, you couldn't just go like we could now. We just go find a guy and fill him in. Mm-hmm. But, it's, yeah, it's wild to think. I mean, that – and weirdly, like, the dude tore his ACL in, like, April and played in the November for us. Like, just – I felt like a pretty aggressive rehab schedule for a guy – to play in November college basketball that meant absolutely nothing. But like, I remember he was on a restriction minutes against Arizona early in 08 and Bill just blew him over the minutes game went to overtime rush played like almost the entire game. And it was like, well, okay, I guess he's back. So yeah, obviously that doesn't happen. I don't think we win the title and that's just, we've always said winning championships is extremely hard. And sometimes you just got to have fluky things, which sounds awful to say a guy tearing his ACL, but I think Brandon Rush would agree. He's probably happy that happened. Yeah. Um, probably made him more money. Gave him yeah. more memories. Yep. All right. Good pick. So I'm going a different route. Uh, and I don't know, I guess I don't know for sure what month this happened, but I think this is definitely considered off season. KU basketball, KU football fighting. Like, yes. just, just fighting on campus was a banana land time on KU message boards. Like, Morris Twins are throwing guys down flights of stairs. Tyshawn Taylor's popping off on Facebook, point blanket. Like, classic memes, as you would call it, were created. The message board of, like, that dude standing in the background of the cops on camp. Like, you remember that? Like, mm-hmm. just... So many hilarious things came out of that. And, like, meanwhile, oh, hey, uh, we're the preseason number one team in the country. We're returning Sharon, Cole Aldridge, the Morris Twins are back, and we're just fighting our football team, who is also, by the way, completely in meltdown mode following, like, just the prime years. Yeah, like, 
things had been going so well, and now it's just complete meltdown. And, oh, hey, by the way, now you're fighting the basketball team, who actually is good. So just one of those things you it was so embarrassing like you're like i just national media like kind of ran like it was a big storyline which is why i know it was off season because it was actually getting like big time talk just more than locally Mm -hmm. yeah it was and this is another one of those things that i don't remember a whole lot of like in the moment but just like the whole story of it is so fun and we've had guys (laughs) on to talk about it just hearing the stories behind the scenes like it's just such a bizarre thing to happen and wasn't it all because like girls Oh yeah, typical like college, high school, like yeah. just all twenty-year-old boys. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find when it was uh, exactly, but it had to be the off season. It was like I want to say maybe like August though, like early early of the school year, so right before football maybe. But uh, uh, September 23rd, middle of the football season. <laughs> Wait, the football season was happening? Oh yeah. man, this article is from September 23rd, 2009. Uh, titled Kansas Jayhawks Tyshawn Taylor uh injured in a scruffle um but yeah said a fight took place on Tuesday evening in the university student union building uh, oh that's just yeah. hilarious yeah so but I remember Bill doing like interviews just being so disgusted like and the player like we've since had players on that like talked about how <laughs> assistant coaches were on like speed dial ready to come <laughs> running on the campus to break things up. So, yeah, not not the brightest moment in Kansas sports history, but certainly um, one that I will not forget. It's a funny one. It's unique. Um, that leaves a few for me. Um, I think I'm going to go a little bit of a uh, not really a happy one, but something that's just like very confusing. Uh, even to this day, I'm going with the NCAA FBI drama. When that came out and it like when it first hit and there was all sorts of speculation on who's involved and which teams did this and which teams did that and which players did this. And then like slowly but surely names kept dropping out and dropping out and it's still going on. We still don't know what's going to happen with it, which I think is what makes it an even better pick is that five, six years down the road, we still don't know what the hell's going on. (laughs) But when that first dropped, I had no idea what to think. I thought like Bill might be done. I thought that we'd never be good again. Like, Dude, it's the just, headlines were so, and I mean, probably rightfully so, but looking back, the headlines were like so dramatic. Like, yeah, oh God. college basketball will never recover. <laughs> it will never be the same. Like, there will be people going to prison, which I guess a few, one guy did go to prison, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hilarious to think after all that, here we are. We've won a national title. We've, we've Got been affected by four. the recruiting. We've gone to a Final Four, won a national title. Like, so stupid like what yeah. a just but crazy like the whole story is nuts wiretaps fake like creating fake uh what was it what were they pretending to be agents or like guardians of play i don't know i can't even remember what they were doing but it was just wild like it was that's, just that's straight out of a point. movie yeah it's been a storyline for so long and it's like I don't know. We're, we're like, we've said it a couple of times. We're sitting here six years later and we don't know if we're going to get in trouble for it. Like this upcoming season or the next upcoming season or whatever it may and be it was, all because was, of the same story. And it was kind of cool. Cause you got to like, see Bill self texting, uh, the, the yeah. guy saying, we good, like, we, we good. Uh, you got to see other texts that were some texts from like assistant coaches that were just so blatantly illegal. Um, 
So yeah, did not make my list. That's a good, good, uh, a good pick. So I've got, oh man, I'm torn on one, but I'm going to hold off and take it as my last pick. Cause I don't think you're going to take it. So I got to bring one that just like, it's, it's more of like a podcast thing because it was nothing. We've never stressed more as a podcast than this mm-hmm. night. And we've talked about it. We just made a joke about it the other day. You sent a Snapchat, a bomb pop it was on my list. Yudoka just <laughs> running it to the very end. So Doke returns at the end of the 2019 season, but he runs it to the final minute. Like he, we stay up all night till midnight waiting for Doke to decide if he's returning or going. And he just doesn't. He doesn't make an announcement. He just lets the deadline pass and doesn't tell a soul, or at least doesn't publicly tell a soul, which I don't think he told the team because Mitch, we were trying to find out from Mitch. He mm-hmm. didn't know. There was no leak KU journal. Like people just didn't know. Like, and we were like, our group message that night was in shambles because we were like, what is going on? Like, I wanted to go to bed. I was like, is this dude going to decide? And he was just like, no, I'm good. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll let this just casually come out tomorrow at some point. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to go on with my life. And you got to kind of respect Doak. He's like, I'm not making some big announcement. I'm just not entering my name, but I'm also not going to tell anyone I'm not entering my name. So just, uh, yeah, I mean – all time, I mean, it was, all time it was great. Like you said, great pod moment, but also like what's the beginning you could kind of say to a team that was, we'll never know the actual destiny yeah. of what they would have done, but they were sick. They were, you know, regular season champs, if you want to call it that, but um, yeah. just yeah. an overall bizarre year of college basketball. And that's kind of what kickstarted it. So I like it. And since it I brought the book, since I brought up the bomb pop, I got to tell the story. So keep in mind, folks, we're all sitting in our houses we're in a group message. There ain't no seeds group message. And we're just waiting for a doke announcement. Like we're waiting for one. One of us is going to get the screenshot on Twitter, fired in the group message. We're going to celebrate the dokes back. And AB, who's been known to do this, he drops in the group chat and just says breaking. And so I lose. Like I'm like, hell yeah. I rush to Twitter. I'm refreshing. I'm like, yes, he announced. Like what happened? What happened? And AB, just, just let, what'd you say? What'd you say word for word? I said I've ran out of bomb pops, and the, the backs household is out of bomb hops, or something like that. It was, it was, I was so mad. ridiculous. I, I was, was all. I mean, mad. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, you know, dabbling in a certain plant, and I was just having a great time, just kind of passing along. You guys were way more stressed about it than I was in that very moment, and I just thought it'd be fun to mess with the you guys. The backs household is out of bomb pops. Breaking news. I could probably um, find it if I just looked at my text. Maybe I'll save that for after. But yeah, it was. Uh, so stupid. It was something. But, but I, yeah, I, I had that on my list. I tied it in with Dotson and Grimes because I feel like that was a whole other story in itself when <laughs> Grimes said he was coming back and the whole roster was like going crazy and Sylvia Silvio. was pumped. It's like, Grimes, baby. And then Rothstein or someone's like, Quentin Grimes withdraws from the NBA draft, but we'll transfer. Yeah. But crazy. It was something. I almost took that there, but uh, yeah. Off. I'm stuck between two. These are my last two. All right, I'm going to go with uh, – it was a random summer morning. I'm at work working for Coca-Cola at a random grocery store getting trained. Wasn't supposed to be on my phone. Hop on Twitter, saw about five tweets, and one of the tweets said, Malik Newman is transferred to Kansas. And I, I know maybe a little off the radar, but he was like, what, top five um, recruitment out of high school. 
We thought big time mixtape, chance, yeah, huge mixtape. Yeah, and we were kind of pumped about that team, anyways. But we thought that he was like a huge deal to come. And obviously, it took a while to figure out. But once the tournament came around, I think that's kind of why I took it. Is yeah. that final four run was like him, like he was the guy. Even with Devontae and Doke and all those dudes, speed like legitimately a historic he was the NCAA tournament for a KU player. Yeah, like did we'll... he score every single point in overtime? Yeah, against like, Duke, like yeah, insane. And like in a crazy all-time KU game, like he was the one that stepped up, put up the numbers, starting the Big Twelve tournament late regular season, and yeah, he was frustrating at times, but when it mattered the most, he went all Dave McCormick on us, and that's what yeah. we remember him as. So I'll take. Uh, Malik committing to the Kansas that one was awesome because yeah I mean he was a guy you watched his high school mixtape all the time you really wanted him felt like he was going to end up at Kentucky or KU or what and then he ends up at Mississippi State which is kind of lame and he, you forget about him and then he transfers and you start firing up the old YouTube again and you're like okay this guy could mm-hmm. be something and uh yeah it took a little bit he kind of stunk early on but turned turned into you could kind of say a you can for sure say a tournament legend. Not sure you call him a KU legend, but awesome, awesome three week stretch to end the season. So that's a good one. Uh, wasn't I on don't my think list. It was on your board. Yeah, what couldn't have been on your board? Um. All right, I'm gonna go with an off the, off the topic one, but it makes me laugh out loud every time I hear it. And I don't even know if you'll know about this. I think you will. But our OG listeners, for anyone that's been around the while, uh. Eric Chinoweth. story? Oh, I thought you were about to tell a podcast story. No, OG listener. Not OG. Li- I should say, like, I don't want to offend anyone, but like a little older listener. So people that are in college now or fresh out of college may not may not remember this storyline. But Eric Chinoweth was like expected to have a big time season in his, I think, his junior or senior season. He had a good freshman sophomore year. Had huge expectations. And KU fans lost their mind during the summer because Eric Chenoweth allegedly traveled around the country going to Dave Matthews Band concerts. <laughs> like, have you not heard that storyline? I've heard a couple references to it, but I've never like heard the full story behind it. So. It's so funny to think about. Like, guys are back grinding in the gym, and Eric Chenoweth just following the Dave Matthews tour bus to every concert. Sure. I mean, you got to love Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying. So I was trying to think like, what would that be like today? It'd be like if freaking uh, Zach Clements uh, went and followed like Harry Styles around the country sure. instead of him. <laughs> or be- I guess maybe Bieber is more, but Bieber's a star. Like, I don't know if anyone judges. Bieber, T's and P's to him. Like the hell's yeah, going that's... on with this face? That's scary. <laughs> that's true, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have much. I don't remember. I remember it's one of those things you hear like guys that were in school around then, a few like probably 5, 10, 12 years older than us. Like, I don't, I remember Eric Chinowith, but I certainly wasn't plugged into the offseason drama back then. But like, just to think that message boards were raging because they were like, Chinowith's at another Dave Matthews concert. Like, how do they even know that? Like, I don't know. Just, uh, I had to put it on my board. (laughs) Dave Matthews isn't even that good. He's not even going to average a double-double now. Uh, Just, yeah, great. I I love to just picture that happening in today's world. So I had to get it on the board. Chain smoking blunts every fucking two seconds. Don't listen to Dave. It's like the Grateful Dead (laughs) are back. He's just traveling everywhere to go see him. Yeah, it's amazing. So, all right, that's my board. 
have any honorable mentions? I've got only one left that I didn't get to. Uh, I had like Josh Selby committing. Um, sure. That was like the first like five star we got, right? Or like yeah, one and done kind first, of vibe. Yeah. Oh, and I also had Xavier Henry decommitting oh, and yeah, committing. Yeah, yeah. Good storyline because he went to Memphis, which kind of pissed everyone off and shocked us. And then Calipari leaves Memphis. You're kind of worried he's going to go to Kentucky with him, and then he ends up uh, coming to Kansas, which we've heard from people that – I mean, we love Xavier, but, like, the whole stuff with his dad and everything was just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of like, a lot to handle. But, yeah, I had that on the board. I had J.R. Giddens and the Moon Bar uh, yeah. stabbing incident. Um, that was kind of, of wild. Had Cole and Sharon returning. Like that was a pretty great moment, but I just didn't remember. I don't know. I guess I kind of expected Sharon to return. I since we've talked more to Sharon, he's been like, "No, I was like, I was gonna go. Like I wanted to leave." So I think that's almost become more shocking to me. Um, my last one was Legerald Vic being totally gone and then just randomly ending up back yeah. on the team as a new number and gets kicked off the team in like four months, but. Do you remember when I looked at you and I said, what kind of odds would you give me on this is LeGerald Vick's final moment as a KU Jayhawk when he got benched for screaming at the whole coaching staff in Manhattan? It was awkward. And sure enough, never came back. Well, we're sitting yeah. in his mom's seats that she gave us. We, we were so that. convinced we were sitting courtside for that, and we're like in the back corner. <laughs> Lala put us in the worst seats in the building. Turner's up there breaking his hands because the over hit. It's just uh, uh, KJ Lawson had the three to hit the over, and Turner punched, Lawson uh, time, baby. Uh, punched a yeah. K-State fans were so confused. They were like, why is he raging? They just made a shot. But it's because mm-hmm. he had second half uh, under. So um, uh, The only one right. we haven't got to yet on my list, uh, this one ended up not being a huge deal. But um, Silvio DeSoso cleared. I thought that was, and maybe that's more of a pod moment because that's like early pod days, and we were so juiced. Like, no, but that, that was, was like a such win. a big storyline, and it just felt so good when it was like, okay, great, we can go full send. He's back. Yeah. We're gonna be sick. And this was before 2020, right? Yeah, this was before. He this was like held a stool over a guy's yeah, head six months before that happened. Um, but but no, we were, we were juiced. The group chat was flying that day. We got on the pod pretty much immediately to get something out. Like that was just a. It a did fun like time right it now. weirdly felt like we just like won a war. Like we'd been at yeah. war with the NCAA, and even though Silvio had still sat out like an entire season or whatever, but like we didn't know if he'd be ever like ever get to be back. So. Yeah, that was a great moment. Plus, you're just happy for Silvio in the moment. Like, right. he just deserved it. So, yeah, that was a good one. Didn't make my list. But, ah, uh, I love a good draft. I could draft every episode, man. It, it really gets my blood going in yeah. certain areas of the body. Uh, yeah, so we had we had a little different. I, I was shocked I went with two pre-2004 storylines, which is kind of yeah. stupid. But, like... When I thought of the Eric Chenoweth thing, like I couldn't leave it off. I probably should have just held it for honorable mention, but like that is so funny. The dude toured Dave Matthews. Like, probably not even true, but, but KU fans being the way we are, like <laughs> imagine being a college kid trying to have fun and go to your favorite band's concert and like just getting trashed mm-hmm. by your fan base. Fine. So, Zanga. All right. Well, fun episode. Glad we could hop on. Shout out Ochai. Shout out CB. Let's hope they uh, have 20-year NBA careers, make hundreds of millions of dollars. and uh, Shout out Wiggins. 
I know yeah. we mentioned it, but congrats, national or NCAA, uh, I can't even say it, NBA champion. Uh, yeah. Curry obviously is sick, but you know, a couple things go was, a different way. Maybe you could give him a, a he NBA was the second best MVP. player on the team, right? He Absolutely. Was. Absolutely. Like Clay was not good. No, and Draymond, like, ugh. yeah. That's, Do you have thoughts on Draymond at this point? Like, I know you've always been a Warriors hater, but uh, just... I don't love Draymond. I think he's like a, but I I kind of respect him. Like, he's just always he's he. You want guys to be more open and just not be give like the boring answers in media. So I kind of respect him, but he's also just such a prick. Like, I don't know. It goes both ways. Like, I like the fact that he's willing to get out and say whatever's on his mind, but also I'm just like, can you shut up sometimes too? Like, yeah. he's just, he's a, he's a little too much. And he's not, he's not quite good enough to be the way he is. That's the problem. If Draymond was like a little better, I could handle it, but he's kind of bad sometimes. So, yeah. Well, um, and you've made a turn on the Warriors in general. So like, I just love Andrew Wiggins got so much slander for no reason. The dude's averaged 15 plus a game for like a ton of his career. One rookie of the year. Like the guy's fine. It's got just a max contract. He got a max contract when people were complaining about how bad he was. Meanwhile, still gets a max contract. Like, I don't know. People just, he deserved to just get this and hopefully it started in the all-star game. Like, I don't know. The guy, He's a good dude and deserved this. And uh, I hope all his haters are feeling stupid now. So. Well, it's it's very similar to his KU career, too, where he was, like, really damn good. But, like, expectations were so crazy that it just felt like he didn't live up to him when, in reality, he was sick. Yeah. For the most yep. part. Good point. Just casually averaged 17 a game as a freshman, and people were like, oh, this guy sucks. But, yeah. Um, you know, we, sh- I, we talked about this during COVID. We should, like, do live rewatches or something. Because I really want to watch that West Virginia game we lost, but Wiggins scored 40 points. We so got sick. smoked. We got I know, but we kind of came back. <laughs> yeah, In the Florida game? The Florida uh, game where we were down by like 25, and then all of a sudden it was like a four-point game. Remember when we lost on a buzzer beater at Colorado? Like That was a brutal year. We lost a lot of games that year. I think 11, maybe yeah. 10. All right, well, that's it. As always... Thank you all for listening. We'll be back uh, hopefully next week. And uh, rock chalk.